you know, have the windows open because it's like 75 today. So, um, but just be aware at this time, uh, the Mr. Softy truck comes into the complex. Um, the ice cream truck, you know, Mr. Softy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a guy once that had erectile dysfunction, and we called him Mr. Softy. It is the Two Gods and a Goose Show back at you guys again. Sham's all fired up. Like, you're, I can just already see it in your face. You're just ready to go today, aren't you? It's madness. March madness. Do you feel the madness? Do you feel mad? I mean, is that like is that what the term you would use for madness? Is it? Do I am you, always mad. I can clearly tell that. Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff to get to today. Um, Vince Ellis, our boy, is going to be on with us. I feel like we did, and this is a shout-out to you, I feel like we picked the perfect person to close out our March snackness, which it's been just the, I mean, I, you know, on Twitter, it's been the talk of the town, our March snackness. So we're going to close that out today with Vince Ellis and I'm excited. I mean, come on, like this is Guy Fieri and Vince Ellis are the food guys. So I think that was a good choice. Yeah. And like Vince came on with us last year, broke down some ballpark foods with us. So yeah, he's the perfect person for this topic. Help us decide the number one snack. Um, I've seen other blogs uh, copy our idea. I saw yeah. SB Nation did a cereal idea, so um, we're gonna have to get our legal team on that and uh, make sure we get our credit where credit is due. Yeah, and absolutely. And we're in the iHeart family now, so I assume we we have access to their lawyers now. So that's probably a good thing for us. But um, everyone that has copied us and we're, we're paying attention, and surely, just so you guys know, Sham is definitely paying attention to this. Yeah, we'll bill you. Um, yeah, we we'll add us and we will bill you. So expect to hear from our iHeart representation. Uh, speaking of iHeart, uh, let the people know where they can find us on iTunes and talk about our iHeart partnership. And uh, also, we have some clothes and some merch. We do. So you can find us, as always, on iTunes if you have an iPhone, uh, on Stitcher if you're one of our Android friends. And now, uh, brand new partnership uh, as of this month. Uh, we are now with iHeart Radio new partner for us really excited about that um and we also have merch we have shirts we have stickers you can get whatever you want but we have a couple different logos and depending on which logo you buy all the proceeds will go to some charities uh we're gonna get to uh vince ellis i know everybody doesn't want us to waste any time we don't want to waste much time but really i was looking at the show and i don't i can't start anywhere other than sham versus meatball and if you follow sham at sham sham god on twitter sham had an unfortunate uh, how how should I position it? It was a debacle. I think if I were to like write that out, um, it would have been perfect for like a sitcom. I mean, you you position it for those that follow Sham on Twitter. I told him, and I'm always constantly getting on Sham for giving away the best material on social media. Sham's two favorite places to give away all show material is either on the phone with me or on social media, which, you know, as a content uh, creator, I really sincerely appreciate that. Can you kind of um, paint the picture on... What occurred with you versus the meatball? So the backstory behind all of this is that I'm kind of on this workout fitness kick. I've been doing some different workouts, and with the whole fitness kick comes a different diet. So I've been kind of changing my diet to incorporate more, you know, lean meats, more wholesome foods, and I picked up these turkey meatballs from Trader Joe's, low-fat, high-protein meatballs, and I had made this beautiful dish of, you know, this whole wheat spaghetti meatballs, classic right it's one of those dishes that it's a comfort food but i've made it in a healthy healthy way right um so i worked out monday i had um you know made this plate of food and i had sat down in front of the tv to to eat it talk about the shirt talk about the shirt shirt, yeah so i like wearing t-shirts just plain t-shirts and so i picked up these this nice cotton soft t-shirt um from online and i have maybe like two of them and the way I looked in the shirt that day after working out, after showering, it was it made my muscles kind of Yeah, pop, you were feeling so, confident, man. You were, yeah. yeah, I was feeling very confident. Right. So I was wearing the shirt and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna leave it on. You know, like mm-hmm. I I'm not a klutz. I can I can eat spaghetti and meatballs and not spill anything on my white shirt. Like right. come on, like I'm eating over a table, like I'm not that messy. Right. So I sat down with the plate, put my little shredded cheese on there, and I take a few bites of the of the noodles and you know the noodles it has like a very elasticy nature of the, of the, the spaghetti. The, there's kickback on noodles. There can be potential kickback. There back. is, yeah. Right. Right. So as I was eating it, I noticed the smallest 
the smallest of drops falls directly like in between my pecs uh, on my shirt. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Like, I'll just take care of this. I have a little Tide pen. Quickly touched it up and it was gone. Um, so I'm like, okay. So I went, I just went and sat down again to finish my food and I took a big bite of a meatball and it fell off of my fork. It kind of broke in half, uh, mm-hmm. probably because it was a, a turkey meatball and not an actual meatball. Right. Um, so I took a bite of it and it kind of broke in half and the, the, the half that didn't go into my mouth fell back onto the plate. And the way it fell, it oh, fell you got into the, the splash, sauce, didn't you? And it spl- and it yeah, splattered everywhere. Oh, man. Hate to see that. Right. Um, so now what was originally one dot on my shirt has become like 30. So I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm going to grab my Tide pen. I'll touch all that up. I still look good. Whatever. I feel good. So when I get up to get my Tide pen, I realize I'm like, oh, shit. This meatball hasn't fallen in my plate. It's fallen on my plate and bounced out. Mm-hmm and fallen on the table and now it's rolling off the table oh no so i'm like oh crap uh i need to grab this meatball because unlike meat sauce meat sauce is very homogenous you can eat with every bite you get a bite of meat sauce right Uh, with a meatball there's very limited quantities i only had four so if i let this one roll off i've given up 25 percent of my meal right there right so i make the executive decision to go and grab the meatball and it's rolling away from me on the other end of the table so i reach out quickly grab the meatball i save it but what happens in the process is my white shirt falls in my plate of spaghetti so my so my like upper left hand portion of the shirt um has gone it straight into that dish oh no so now what was started off as one dot became 30 dots now has become an like a gigantic tomato stain on my shirt yeah it's become a significant accident at this point right yeah, it's a big accident. Uh, so what happened was I took the shirt off, I threw it in the in, in the wash immediately. Right. And it's it's ruined. It's it's still stained. I I can't get rid of it. I don't know how to get rid of it. It's too big. So I wanted to give a PSA to those on Twitter. So I said, don't ever wear a white shirt uh, when you have spaghetti and meatballs. And I and I'll never make that mistake again in my life. Question for you: Knowing you, did you go? You went back and and finished the meatballs, obviously. And you weren't. Yeah, yeah okay, of course, of course. It. Got it. Well, yeah, that was unfortunate. Uh, but very much on brand for you i like meat (laughs) i did want to um transition you and i were talking about this and and you know sports obviously everybody kind of knows basketball is you know our thing that's our our the love of our lives um but and shout out to the birds uh and for everyone across the country right now i'm sure it's really cold where you are it is uh 78 degrees in miami so i have my windows open and um so if you hear a random ice cream truck or some birds or a plane welcome to the show this is what we do uh but you and i what i was saying is basketball is our first love but we also are low-key baseball guys like we really tend to enjoy baseball um so we had a conversation this week that actually transitioned on the phone into talking baseball. Um, a player that is one of my favorites ever, retired after nearly a 20-year career, uh, Ichiro Suzuki, um, you know, longtime guy with the Seattle Mariners, played with the New York Yankees, played here in Miami with the Marlins. Um, an absolute legend, in my opinion. I can go into that in a second, but, you know, he played his last game, I believe, in Japan and got a huge send-off and a curtain call and um, everything that was that was appropriate for him to get. Uh, you said, well, I have some intro thoughts on this, and I said, obviously, like normal, you were trying to give them to me for free on the phone, and I said, Sham, wait for the show. I'm going to throw it in your court before I obliterate you. I don't really know how you can attack Itro or say anything but He's a legend. Uh, Ichiro Suzuki is a Japanese player, Japanese-born player, and he's highly regarded as a legend in this sport. Um, I kind of want to bring everybody back down to reality. Ichiro is a good player. He you know, is, has 3,000 hits. There aren't that many people who have done that. He's been with the, the Mariners organization for a long time, had a hiatus in the Marlins organization, and then came back. I think it's a little bit overblown as to how good he actually was. If you look at... Uh, all of his rings that he's he's won in his career, um, you'd be looking at nothing because he's won nothing in his career. Uh, his organization has been, like the Mariners, have been constantly in the cellar of their division. They've never won anything. Um, they've wasted his career, and he hasn't been good enough to elevate them to a to a a contending team. Um, the only ring that he's ever won in his life 
was in 1996 in the Japanese League uh, as part of the Oryx Buffaloes. He won uh, a series against the um, Yomuri Giants. And it's funny because in that series, two of their best players on the Giants were injured. So I, I, I tend to question even the validity of that ring. But yeah, he's a good player, but let's kind of just back off this legend status. If he wasn't such a, a mild-mannered, nice guy, we wouldn't be talking about him as one of the best you're calling a guy good that is um one of four players in the last 100 years with 3,000 hits and 500 stolen bases in 2004 his 262 hits was the highest single season total ever ever this is 10 straight years of 200 hits 10 straight years of 200 that alone and i told you this this week that alone just did he's scot-free you can't say anything to him 10 straight years of 200 hits i well, i don't know who scott is but he Hasn't done anything lately. In his prime, Ichiro hit 372. 372 in his prime. He's a compiler. He did it all in garbage time. How many of those singles uh, led to runs? I'll wait. He is a career 311 hitter. Career. You're talking about almost a 20-year career. 311 career hitter. That includes the you know washed years that every great athlete has so that includes some down years and he's still his 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 batting average on a almost 20 year career is 311 well we talk about Ichiro as one of the fastest players ever to play the game uh, he steals a lot of bases Do you know where he ranks all time in stolen bases not top 10 not top 20 not top 25 not top 30 he ranks 35th in all times in stolen bases again one of four players in the last 100 years with 3,000 hits and 500 stolen bases yeah one of i mean four. whatever he's he's fine but let's let's bring him back down from this legends he's not a legend he'll like he'll make the hall of fame but he's not a legend he's a first he did in he's the, a first ballot hall of famer to you sure, yeah he's a first ballot hall of famer but a first ballot hall of fame player like that is would fit the legend status no way no we're way. not. To, we're not going goat. We're not saying goat, but he's a legend. This guy is a legend. How many runs has he scored? I mean, if he's just slapping singles left and right, yeah, I can do that. I mean, hit a double for once. Hit a triple. Have some home runs. Like, show some power for once. Slapping a single and beating out a throw to first is not that impressive. It just shows off your speed. If you're feeling this ridiculous and that your argument is this absurd about Itro, I want to also get your feelings um, on Mike Trout's deal. He signed a 12-year, $430 million deal with the LA Angels. Um, you know, for, for my standpoint, I think it was a really smart move for the Angels, so you kind of avoid the free agency frenzy the distraction potentially with that and with mike trout which you know we all pretty much agree it's general consensus that he's this is the best player in baseball this is going to be a guy that's going to go down as one of the best players ever potentially i wanted to get your thoughts on a 12-year 430 million dollar deal for mike trout yeah i mean he's a good player um he hits more than just singles on like ichiro um but to be locked in for that long on that contract, I mean, the the, the guy is making uh, less money per year than Chris Paul, uh, and so let's just take that into perspective. Like twelve, 12 years, four hundred thirty million—that's a lot, but it's also twelve years. And making thirty-four million a year isn't all that impressive when you look at the grand scheme of things. And what's most aggravating to me about baseball and all of these stars are that like you don't know who these stars are. Like if you if if Mike Trout came and sat on your lap. Could you tell that it was Mike Trout? I really don't even know what that the relevance to that discussion. And you just said Mike Trout makes less less money than Chris Paul. This is a twelve year, four hundred and thirty million dollar deal. Twelve years of thirty five million, Sham. He's going to pass Chris Paul, lap Chris Paul, lap Chris Paul twice, lap Chris Paul a third time. So that's absurd in its sense. And you started the conversation again with he's a good player this is the best player in baseball sham i mean if you look in the grand scheme of things like there are much better players who have played this game than mike trout now mike trout might pass them but i think right now he is a is a good player he he deserves the money i mean that's just the way the market's headed especially with what bryce harper just got manny machado he's earned the money but I could see the next big superstar passing him in that contract number. Who knows where he'll finish in the you know after his career is over? But I don't think you can elevate him to say he's the, one of the best ever to play this game. So I don't know if you can really say that he's that all that great. I mean, what has he won? He hasn't won diddly squat yet. I think my my bigger issue right now is with baseball as a whole and how they market their stars because like Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, uh, Carlos Correa, you know all these players. 
if if Carlos Correa and Mike Trout were in front of you, could you tell that they were Carlos Correa and Mike Trout? And these are people that are getting four hundred and thirty million on their contract. Could you genuinely tell me that you know what they look like? Was that a rhetorical? Yeah, that was or a rhetorical. Asking me? Yeah, okay, no, it was absolutely right. rhetorical. Yeah. Don't interrupt me. Um, basketball does an amazing job marketing the stars. You know who the star is on each team. Uh, baseball does a horrible job, and football has the the disadvantage of having all their players covered up with pads and helmets. You don't ever really know what they look like. But baseball, like you should know what they look like. And I remember ten years ago, twelve years ago. I knew who the top 10 players in baseball were. Alex Rodriguez, Albert Pujols, Justin Verlander, Miguel Cabrera. Right now, like I don't think the casual fan would know who the best players in baseball are. And they do a horrible job of marketing their stars. I tend to agree with you on, on a lot of what you said right there outside of the absurd Mike Trout saying that I said he was the best player, one of the greats ever, and never said that. I just said best player in the game right now, which is pretty much consensus. That said... I mean, it's pretty simple. Your complaints are valid, in my opinion. How can we make baseball better right now, Sham? I think, one, you start marketing the stars properly. Um, you start letting these players like do things that historically have not been allowed in baseball, like showing off a lot of personality. Uh, one thing that I do like that they've been doing uh, more often now than they have in the past is those emphatic bat flips. Um, I think Jose Bautista from the the uh, Blue Jays started it. And those emphatic bat flips, you can replay. You just see somebody jack a home run out of the park, and then that bat flip is like the cherry on top. I think personality. I think that would be my, well, my response to how can we make baseball better. I think that's the thing missing right now. I think the personality, the the bombastic stars that are, you know, a Jose Batista, guys that are emotional, guys that you know that that are going to to give you a, a social media clip you know something that goes viral stuff like that and and i think that you can do that and not be disrespectful to the game and i understand we live in an uber sensitive society where you know any a bat flip is always you're disrespecting the game and that said you know for those of you that aren't watching baseball right now you're really kind of missing out i think there's there's a lot of good young players right now there's there's a lot of you know power like we kind of haven't even seen before so um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think personality, that type of thing, is the thing missing from baseball. That that emotion and passion is shown in basketball all the time. Uh, Lord knows the NBA is the best at that, and it's not even close. Speaking of the NBA, and I, uh, you know, I want to get to Vince Ellis. I just want to touch on one thing, and I don't want to go too far into this. Um, for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you are aware of my feelings regarding Magic Johnson, the general manager. I just wanted to touch on something, and, and there was a viral clip that was released on social media that I'm going to play for for everyone in a second. You know, my thing with the, with the Lakers this entire year, and, and Lord knows, whenever you have a dude like like LeBron James, it's, it's the whole thing or it's nothing. You know, and that, and that speaks kind of to to sports fans in general. It's you know, smoldering hot or ice cold, one of the two. It's never a rational uh you know viewpoint on most most topics and and i understand that but the lebron lakers the thing for me is and i said this on last you know the last episode you know they they've been ravaged with injuries this year the only reason they're not in the playoffs this year and and people have attacked the roster and the young guys consistency and all this but i mean they, they were definitely overperforming um what people thought they were going to do this year when they were healthy my response has been that and then my response as well to laker fans has been the Magic Johnson worry. The, the concern should be Magic Johnson's decision-making moving forward. And I want to play this clip that went viral. It was Jerry West talking about LeBron James, and it was Magic Johnson talking about LeBron James. And everyone knows Jerry West is in, uh, involved in the Clippers organization right now, and the Clippers have done a phenomenal job this year, and I'm going to tip my cap to Doc Rivers, a guy that I've kind of been hard on in the past, but he's done a phenomenal job this year. Uh, but I just want to play this clip, and then I want to kind of react to it and, and get your reaction to it, Sham. LeBron James, the way he plays the game, he is most effective when he has the ball in his hand. That's when he's the genius. We don't run everything through him because now it is Cleveland all over again, and we don't want that. Now they went out and tried to get some players that would complement him. But along the way, some of these guys haven't shot the ball real well. And as you're well aware, the three-point line certainly is so vital today. And if there's any been any disappointment, to me, is watching them shoot the ball. There. Everybody's talking about the Lakers don't have shooting. Oh, we got shooting. If you're not making making threes, you're going to have a lot of runouts, Stephen, and they're going to be layups, and it's hard to defend in a spread court 
with the enormous right. talent these kids have today and the enormous ball handling ability these kids have today. So making three-point shots uh, is crucial. We saw all the teams in the playoffs that had shooting, they got beat. Okay, that's right. So let's, let's break it down. Philly had two great shooters, but Boston took the shooters out. And who ended up winning? Boston. And then we saw what Houston did, right? Houston didn't have a bunch of great shooters. They had some shooters, but they had a lot of guys that can handle the basketball. See, I watched every series. Right. So I built this team based on what happened in the playoffs. Houston had tough guys. Boston had tough guys. That's right. So what did I bring in? That's right. Tough guys. The people yes, who succeed in this league are the people that don't talk very much. Uh, they don't. I don't believe you promise your fans anything. Promise them you're going to work as hard as you can, and more importantly, try to deliver on that promise. I'm going to get another superstar. Oh, boom! Yeah. Stephen, you certainly gave give me way too much credit. I'm just a voice, uh, even though I, I'm I'm not uncomfortable giving my opinion. You know me, finals I've been in. <laughs> so you think I'm worried about this? <laughs> I played against Larry Bird in the finals. I mean, come on, man. I've been in nine finals. I'm going to start this with Magic is the player is one of the greatest players ever. That is undeniable. He was a human highlight film on the court. That right there, that sound clip is competence versus incompetence. I'm going to give you a couple things, right? And you've heard a lot of the blowback on Magic this year of shouldn't have done the Anthony Davis thing. It got too messy. Any situation like that is going to get too messy, right? He went after Anthony Davis, which everybody would have done. He didn't have the assets to get Anthony Davis solely because of his own incompetence. A lot of times, and, and fans do this, they try to play the game of, you pick such and such over Giannis, and Giannis was number 17, or Tobias Harris was this. Like Those are guessing games, right? All Magic had to do was not screw it up. This is a guy that had a D'Angelo Russell, right? Who's sitting here, a 23-year-old all-star point guard, right? He traded D'Angelo Russell after 108 starts. And you're talking about a season and, and some change. He traded G D'Angelo Russell to draft Lonzo Ball over Jason Tatum. The number one rule when you have a top five draft pick in any sport is best player available. All he had to do, he already had Randall, he already had Ingram, all he had to do was pick the best available player. He would have sat here with D'Angelo Russell, Jason Tatum, you know, he, he let Randall walk last summer on a two-year $18 million deal with New Orleans. That would have been a tradable asset. And and Julius Randle is a near all-star type kid at a position that they could like they could really use this year. Pure incompetent, Sham. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, but he's also Magic Johnson. He never had experience as a GM before. Uh, he's never really done this before. I think the reason why he was brought in, and, and I think he's more or less served the purpose that he was brought in for, was to bring LeBron James in. That's that was the big fish that he was brought in to reel in, and he did that. But he doesn't really understand the new game. He doesn't understand what fits around LeBron James very well. I don't know if that's necessarily what he was brought in to do. The writing was on the wall that LeBron was going to go to Los Angeles. He uh, he has aspirations outside of basketball. LeBron James was going was going to L.A. whether Magic Johnson was there or not. It, it played literally next to no role in that situation. Yeah, like you said, like they could have had all of like they could have had all these young pieces on rookie scale deals, plus Anthony Davis. Had plus Anthony waited, Davis. Had they just waited another year? You always go out and chase the big fish. The plan always has been let's not waste as much LeBron as possible because we only have a couple more years of LeBron at this level. So you want to try to get a second star. The fact that they were not able to get that second star because of pure incompetence is my entire point here uh, and that should concern Laker fans moving forward. Big Magic Johnson what has he done? This is Ben Sellers with the Detroit Free Press. Check it out Two Guys and a Goose. Later <laughs> Two that's Gods. No, it. Never mind. I'm gonna leave it Yeah, I'm gonna leave it. It's, it. You don't even know the name of the damn podcast, Vince. That's fantastic It was Two Guys and a Goose, right? Two Gods. G-O-D-S and a Goose Okay. No, 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 no It makes it better <laughs> This is Chip Riley here with the Channel 2GG News. Former Piston forward and Memphis Grizzlies assistant coach Jerry Stackhouse has been named head coach of Vanderbilt University. There is currently an outbreak of E. coli affecting five states and over 72 people are infected. 
And lastly, Nintendo confirms that Waluigi is in fact uncircumcised. This newsflash is brought to you by Tostitos, the ultimate game day snack. Save 5% on your next purchase with promo code CHIP. Two gods. Top 10 all-time pacer, Jermaine O'Neal. Best of all-time Rick Smith, or... And a goose. Who's Rick Smith? This is the Two Gods and a Goose Show. The last episode, we started the March Snackness, which was basically our version, Sham, of March Madness, but we did it with snacks. We are the food aficionados. People think food, and they go... Guy Fieri and Two Gods and a Goose. Um, so I feel like we got the perfect guy to close out the March Snackness uh, bracket. Yeah, we had him on last year. Vince Ellis of the Detroit Free Press is on with us this year to talk about March Snackness. We're going to break down the bracket, get the number one snack tonight with him. Vince, welcome. I want to just ask you real quick, Vince, what did you think of the um, Joaquin Joker trailer? You know what? It looked amazing, didn't it? The thing that intrigued me the most was obviously with, it was his interactions with obviously who I guess would have been his mother and obviously the dancing with Zazie Beetz who I think is just a beautiful woman man and uh, I'm looking forward to that thing definitely first question Vince I always have to ask this when you come on uh, Vince what is the name of this show again two guys and a goose what is happening right now why am I hearing notorious thugs Who's playing Notorious Thugs? This is my jam. Turn it up. If, if whoever's playing with it, turn it. Sorry, guys. That's my alarm. No, that was the jam. You have, wait, you have Notorious Thugs as your alarm? Yes. God damn, that's brilliant. So, we're going to do this food bracket. Yeah, thing. so we're going to yeah. do March Snackness. So, we obviously started it last time. Um, this is a, a sham creation. Um, but we figured, you know, you're our food guy. Like, you are the food aficionado. If I ever have questions about about restaurants or food or anything like that, um, I go to you. Sham and I thought you were perfect to, to close out this bracket with us. And I just got to tell you, had a great lunch today. Leo's Barbecue. In Oklahoma City, they do it upright, so good stuff. Nice. I know someone named Leo. Um, so yeah, let's let's hop into the bracket. Um, <laughs> so let's let's get into the bracket, Sham. That's a, all right. So we are in the cookie region. We have the number one seeded chocolate chip versus the f- number four seeded peanut butter cookie. Vince, kick it off for us. You gotta go with chocolate chip. Classic. Something about the gooey, chewy, soft, melty chocolate. Boom. Can't do it. Can't go wrong with a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, I'm going to go with the peanut butter. Everybody on this show, if you've listened to this show before, you know I'm a peanut butter fanatic. I'm a peanut butter head. I love chocolate chip. I understand that it's it's the uh, classic. It is it is rightfully the number one seed in this tournament. But for personal preference, I'm rocking with the peanut butter on this one. Sham, so we're throwing this to you. You love deciding contests. So, Sham, where are That's we right. going? Who's, who's making it uh, through? So we're going to have to go with uh, the chocolate chip, and I'll tell you why. It's because it's gooey, it's warm, it's moist, and... It can be paired uh, with milk very well, or it can be a uh, like a soft, like a like a Nestle Toll House or something. Uh, so chocolate chip moves on. The next matchup in the cookie region is number three sugar cookie versus the number two seeded oatmeal raisin cookie. I'm gonna start this one off. I'm gonna go oatmeal raisin here. I understand that that's a, uh, a cookie that some people have you know negative feelings about with the oatmeal raisin. Um, but I'm going to rock with the oatmeal raisin. It's something I really like. It's one of my f- top three favorite cookies. Um, so I'm putting oatmeal raisin through here, Sham. So I'm going to go with the oatmeal raisin as well. I'm a big fan of fiber, so oatmeal raisin moves on for me. <laughs> oatmeal raisin. Got That's to go clean, with that. sweet I mean, like, for oatmeal raisin. A sugar, a sugar cookie is kind of just a cookie. I mean, it's basically flour and sugar. And with oatmeal raisin, you're getting flour, sugar, oatmeal, and raisins. I mean, come on. Some solid ingredients, definitely. Uh, Sham, where definitely. are we going? Where are we going next? So we're gonna stay in the cookie region. We're gonna try and decide a champion between the number one seeded chocolate chip and number two seeded oatmeal raisin cookie. Chocolate chip again. We're talking about the, about the classic. And to be frank, chocolate is one of my favorite flavors on the planet. And anything with chocolate is pretty much gonna have a hard time getting beat when it comes to my palate. So. On this uh, on this pod, we've talked about the sweet and salty combo, um, and I think oatmeal raisin does it well in that they have like just like the not so sweet oatmeal paired with the the sweeter raisin plus a little bit of sugar in there. Um, that moves on for me. 
Keith, tiebreaker for you. Yeah, I love this tiebreaker, and I am going to rock with Vince Ellis on this one. I'm going chocolate chip. I'm going with the classic. We're going to move on to the salty region. Um, the number one seeded pretzel goes against number four seeded Cheez-Its. Um, I'm going to go with the pretzel on this one, and I'm going to go the, with the pretzel. And I know what Vince is thinking right now. The pretzel... Um, there's a lot of versatility with the pretzel. You can get it in many different forms. Uh, you can add different things on the pretzel. Um, I love the Cheez-Its, and, and I appreciate the versatility that Cheez-Its also gives you, but I'm going to rock with the pretzels. I love myself an Auntie Annie's um, you know, pretzel. I'll do that in the little cup with the mini nugget, pretzel nuggets. I'm a fan of the pretzel, so I'm putting them through, Vince. I got to go with you, and you know what? A cheese does not compared to a pretzel. Although I like the uh, the aerodynamic nature of the actual cheese, it has the, the ridges uh, and a hole in the middle to uh, reduce the drag upon... Uh, consumption. Uh, I I still will have to go with the versatility so tastes, of that pretzel. Trying to say it feels good in your mouth. Same. It feels good in my mouth, but also when I'm shoveling maybe twenty to thirty at a time in my mouth, I can do that faster than any other snack on this. Yeah, list. I don't know the dynamics of that. That's a weird. Uh... But my vote goes towards the pretzel purely because of the versatility. Hard, soft. Uh, covered in cheese, covered in mustard. Uh, the combos can, like they have the the flavoring stuffed inside of it. Uh, it's it's. It's the number one seed for a reason, and it moves on for me. So we're yeah, so we're moving the pretzels on. Where are we going next, champ? So now we're gonna go with the six seeded Ritz cracker versus the number two seeded popcorn. Popcorn, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I love a Ritz cracker, but it's popcorn. Yeah, I'm gonna rock with the uh, with the popcorn as well. Um, as I've said on here before, I'm a big fan of the movie experience. I will be doing that tonight to watch Shazam actually, uh, and I'm going to get some popcorn. I'm a big fan of the popcorn. I do want to give credit to Ritz. I love the versatility of Ritz. I'm a big fan of Ritz. But because of the popcorn experience, I'm not willing to give that up. So um, I'm going to rock with popcorn on this one, Sham. Yeah, I think uh, popcorn easily moves on for me as well. All of the best things in life, sporting events, uh, movie theaters, um, just sitting at home, Netflix and chilling. Uh, you usually do that with a bucket of popcorn, not a sleeve of Ritz. So that one moves on for me quite easily. Um like, I mean, that'd be weird if you just sat with the sleeve of Ritz and, you know, at the movie theater. But uh, anyway, it's called a sleeve of Ritz. Ritz. I like this. Ritz and chill? You can't, Ritz, Ritz, Ritz and, and chill. chill. All right. So we're going to move on to the champion of the salty region. We're going to put the number one seated pretzel versus the number two seated popcorn. And I will start this okay. time. Um, I am a big fan of popcorn. This is my number one snack, my favorite snack in the world. Can be enjoyed sweet, can be enjoyed salty, can be enjoyed cheesy. Um, can be enjoyed in the kettle variety or not. And like I said, all of life's best pleasures are usually accompanied with some sort of popcorn. So that one easily moves on for me. Vince? Popcorn. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty simple. That that's a that's an easy one for me as well. I do love the pretzels. I love the versatility. All respect to the number one seed pretzels. Um but popcorn, I'm putting it through again. So yeah, this this is an easy fact, one for me. I could, you could probably make a case that uh, um Pretzel should have drawn this region, but you know what? I guess it's luck of the luck of the draw. I guess. Huh? Yeah, but unfortunate for them. Absolutely. I Where think are we going? Are We're salty about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got sound effects this week, guys. You guys are coming up. In the We're world. moving on up, Vince. We are moving on up. Uh, so we will move to the chips region. Uh, we are going to put the number one seeded barbecue chip versus the number five seeded hot and spicy chip. Yeah, I'm going to start this off. Uh, I was on protest last time. Barbecue chips are outstanding, um, but they're not anywhere near number one in this, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to go with the barbecue and over the hot and spicy just for simply uh, the lesser of two evils. Um, I do like barbecue chips. I'm not going to completely trash them, but... Uh, it's not the first chip. It's not my second or third chip choice. Um, but in this matchup, I'm going to rock with barbecue, Vince. Barbecue chip, um, especially you can do hot and spicy barbecue. You can do sweet barbecue. There's also like depth of flavor um, in uh, barbecue chips. Or you can just have a kind of a plain sort of classic barbecue chip. Um, I think back to my my favorite tater chip is a Golden Flake, an Alabama company. And it, I just think about the barbecue chip from Golden Flake, and it's just... One of my favorite treats in the world when my mom would buy me those when I was a kid. So, barbecue chips. So, barbecue chips will move on, but I did want to give my two cents on the number five seated hot and spicy, which would have been my vote. One of my favorite snacks <laughs> growing up was uh, was uh, dipping the hot and spicy chip, uh, and there was a specific kind, Uncle Ray's, uh, I think that was what it was called, in the Metro Detroit area. 
Um, you dip that not, in ketchup. Not a better made. Not a better made. The Uncle Ray's. That's that's where the, the the real heat comes from. It's like red in color, and you dip that in ketchup and you eat it. Oh, so good. I've seen Uncle but, Ray's around. I've had it before, uh, but I always figured a Troy guy gotta go a better made. No, no, no. The Uncle Ray's are much better. Okay, look at you, bucking yeah. the trend. What do you what do you think uh-huh. about Verner's? I love Verner's. Uh, okay, I don't. I can't he, stand Verner's, but uh, he clearly had a lot of thoughts on that, Vince. Like, <laughs> <Verners> <laughs> I love that. Verner's. Verner's was the drink that that my mom used to give me when my like when my stomach was upset. Like, oh, you're not Verners, feeling too well. Have a diet Verner's. Verners tastes like sweet piss to me. <laughs> You know what piss tastes I want to like? ask you how you know what sweet piss tastes like, but then again, you're no, also the guy that eats how, bugs. That's how and... I imagine a sweet piss. Okay, all right, yeah. If Clean. you put some sugar in piss, is how it would taste. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Speaking of sweet piss, I uh, just want to give you guys a visual. Vince right now is rolling around in his bed. Um, he's got his. He's got just his socks and his drawers on. He's giving us opinions on they chips. Lie. I put clothes on. No, and we have because a... I had to go down and get my laptop to do this. Thing. And I don't so want to I... ruin it, but we may have a uh, new character joining the show. Um, um, and it may be a, an alter ego event. Events is coming up, so definitely stay tuned to future podcasts for that because we might have something coming on that. I, I, you know what? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That's why we love you, man. Where are we going next, Sham? Uh, we'll move on. The next matchup in the chip region is the number six seated salt and vinegar chip versus the number seven seated tortilla. Salt and vinegar. Um, just not much of a tortilla chip guy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with tortilla on this. I, I got. I have to be honest with you guys. I am not feeling the final four in this chips region i don't love any of these i i will go my favorite of uh, you know uh, in this matchup would be the tortilla for the versatility you can talk about chicken nachos you can add a bunch of stuff you can bring in salsa so i will be going with the salt and vinegar chip and for two reasons one the salt and vinegar chip when you eat it if you ever have any cuts in your mouth it will I, like immediately identify where that cut is so you can you know, for medical you know, reasons apply yeah. exactly right exactly and then Based on what you said about tortilla, how you can do a bunch of different things to it, add, you know, add cheese, add chicken, whatever to it, salsa, guac, whatever. That goes to show how bad the tortilla chip tastes on its or own. Or how bland it is. I guess or it's how not it's bl- really bad. It's just bland. It's bland. And so I guess that fits Keith's MO, but I need big time flavor in my <laughs> chips. Um, and so the salt and vinegar moves on for me. I mean, you guys with the sound effects, man, you guys are like running a first-class operation here. We are, man. We're really, yeah. Nothing less. It brings joy to my heart to see you guys grow. So we will crown a chip champion. It is the number one-seeded barbecue chip versus the number six-seeded salt and vinegar chip. This is a whitewash. Barbecue beats salt and vinegar by at least 50 points in its regional final. I mean, wow. I think you guys would agree with me on that. Yeah, I'm going to go as well. Barbecue, this is an easy one. Salt and vinegar has no business being in this final, in my opinion, so I'm going to rock with the barbecue. This will be a, a clean sweep. Barbecue is one of my favorite flavors of all time, so it definitely moves on for me. Okay, so we are going to the last round now, Sham. This is my... this. I got to be honest, and I think I can speak for Vince. This is probably my vince and i's favorite um bracket in this in this tournament uh it is the pizza bracket champ yep so we will do the number one seated pepperoni pizza versus the number five seated barbecue pizza yeah i'm gonna get us started on this one guys uh we're going pepperoni on this one i'm going with the classic original um you know the 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 you think of pizza you think pepperoni that is the classic uh mainstay so i'm rocking with pepperoni on this vince and you know what i'm with you on that if i'm getting a pizza pepperoni pretty much has to be an ingredient you know i will i will venture off and try like a you know, like if you go to new pizza, these newfangled pizza places and they'll have some funky flair like Korean barbecue with, I don't know, sriracha and goat cheese. I will try it. But if I'm just going to have a classic pizza with the with the fellas, there's going to be pepperoni. There may be other stuff on there, but pepperoni is going to be on a pizza if I'm just getting a pizza. So, uh, yeah, it's got to be a pepperoni. It's definitely uh, winning this one easily. I think pepperoni also moves on for me. It is easily the most popular pizza uh, when you, you know, have your birthday parties at uh, Chuck E. Cheese's. Uh, they ask you, do you want pepperoni or cheese? They don't ask you, do you want pepperoni or barbecue? Pepperoni is a staple in almost every celebration with pizza, so it easily moves on for me. One of my favorite pizzas, both simple and can be made very elegant at the same time. So that one moves on, and the next matchup we have is the number three-seated sausage pizza versus the number seven-seated bacon pizza. Vince, get us started on this one. Bacon is pretty good. You know, uh... Bacon is one of those substances you put it put it on anything. It's gonna make it taste better. 
But there's something about the depth of a flavor and a homemade sausage that being freshly ground and like you and when you get it on a pizza, it is pizza magic. I guess we're going from a potential a potential pick here, and the potential for a sausage pizza outweighs the potential for a bacon pizza. And it's a higher ceiling, yeah. It's a higher ceiling, yes. So I'm going with sausage. I can understand what Vince is saying, but I think you have to go with the tried and true classic. Bacon is a staple. In American culture and American fine dining, and I think the bacon pizza, although you can get a very cheap bacon, you can also get a very high quality bacon. It, it adds that extra flavoring, and also we can't forget our our uh, neighbors to the north. There is also a Canadian variety that tastes very very good on pizzas as well. Uh, one of my favorite pizza combinations is the double bacon with the regular American bacon with the Canadian bacon with some onion. That is probably one of my, like one of my favorite pizzas. So bacon is my vote. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, my good friend Vince Ellis on this one. The three of us have chatted off the air before about the pizzeria, the local you know, uh, mom and pop pizzeria spot and you pull into that and you get a nice sausage pizza with the sausage brand new, cut up, fresh. There's not a lot that can beat that, honestly. So I'm going to rock with the with the uh, sausage pizza here and put the sausage pizza through. So sausage moves on and it goes on to face the number one seated pepperoni um, oh, in the finals. For you guys about a sausage pizza. Yes, Next go for it. you guys have Rod Beard on, Ask him about this sausage pizza we had randomly in uh, Boston a couple years ago. Yeah, so we have a one sheet uh, that Keith and I use, and we kind of you know make notes on you know on the show and kind of communicate on here. So I just made a note for next time. I said, uh, "quote Ask Rod about the sausage." So we're doing the number one seated pepperoni versus the number three seated sausage. Yeah, uh, I am going to rock with the pepperoni here. It is a close matchup. This is really like a tip in at the end type situation for me. Uh, if, it, if I had my world, I'd combine these two. Um, that's one of my favorite pepperoni sausages. Probably my favorite I, pizza topping. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna go, but I'm but if you if you have to pick one between the two, I'm gonna rock with the pepperoni. But it's literally by you know one point tipping at the end, Vince. I'm with you on that. This is a triple overtime classic game. But pepperoni hit the free throw to win it at the end. Yeah. There you go. So it's not that close for me. Um, the, the pepperoni is by far the more superior uh, ingredient, and I'll tell you why. It's because the, the pepperoni has enough surface area to cover more of the pizza so that you're getting some pepperoni in every bite. The problem with sausage, it's very limited with its circumference. So if you are eating a pizza, eating a sausage pizza, you may not get sausage in every bite. That's a good um, point, champ. So I, I think that pepperoni, given its superiority with uh, surface area as well as the fact that it can be very, very cheap, but also very, very elegant. Easily moves on for me, and that's why it was one seed. What happens if we do combine the pepperoni and sausage and put that through? What happens if we make an, an edit halfway through the tournament? Um, I know everyone takes this extremely serious, uh, but... So basically, if, it's like you're saying, if Kentucky and North Carolina decided to just join up their best players, and you know what? While we're at it, like goat cheese instead of regular cheese. Okay, you know yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no, we, no, no, no. yeah, we, you know, we you can't be uh, upsetting the... Uh, <laughs> What you got against goat cheese? The, the sanctity no, of the tournament. No, no, no. Don't no, no, no. need to hang up from this button. I love goat cheese. I don't know what, what Keith has about goats, but um, <laughs> I love goats. Uh, big fan of goats. Sam, where are we going next, man? So we will move to to have the the semifinals with the chocolate chip cookie going up against the popcorn. I'm I'm thinking to myself, guys, what can I do without here? Like, what what's the one of the what of the two of the two choices? What can I live without? And I'm really, honestly, going to go with the cookie. As much as I love the movie experience, I love cookies, and I don't think I'm willing to give up chocolate chip cookie. And this is, is the legendary cookie flavor. Um, yeah, I, this is a tough one for me, uh, Sham, but I think I'm going to rock with the chocolate chip cookie here. So given that same logic, um, you know, if you were to give one up and you were to find a replacement for one or the other, it's very difficult to find a replacement for popcorn. There's nothing else that really replicates that texture, that crunch, that the the weight and how light it is. Chocolate chip cookie, if you got rid of it, you could go on to any other cookie and have just the same experience. You could have a, a double chocolate chunk cookie. Sure, you'd have more chocolate, but the, the sweet and chocolatey nature of it is still intact. But popcorn, if you get rid of it, there's nothing really to replace it. So popcorn, for me, easily moves on. I follow Sham's logic. You know, uh, I would hate to live in a world 
without chocolate chip cookies. But I'd also hate to live in a world where I could go to the movies. And matter of fact, like, is there anything else that you guys eat at the at the movies? I don't want candy. No, I don't no. want. I agree. I don't want that hot dog. I don't want that soda. I don't. I don't want all that stuff. The stuff I want at the movies is the popcorn, and I, that's why they charge you ten bucks for a product that costs a dollar because they know that's what we want. Uh, so it's got to be the popcorn on this. Well, well, it's actually funny you say that, Vince, because I get like every time I go to the movies, I get three things. I get popcorn. I get a half cherry, half Coke slushy, and I get uh, Raisinets. Those are my three things oh, that I God. always get. Raisinets? I'm not a Raisinets guy. Ugh. I don't want any of that candy. I don't, I don't even look at that candy. Uh, but it's funny you should mention that. You know what? The thing I get to, I get either the slushy or icy. I get the equivalent. So, God, Shane, are we spirit animals? It's kind of a curveball that Vince is not a Raisinets guy. Like, that kind of surprises me because Vince is really... I don't really... want any of that. I mean, don't get me wrong. And I like candy. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, in the office... Walk in the office and they have the baby roofs and the Snickers, yep. the little like bite sized ones. I'll sit there and eat them all day, but for some reason, I go into a movie theater, I don't even look at the candy uh, window. I don't even look at it. I just go straight to the popcorn popping in the back. Hey, give me a tub of that. Yep, and, and as soon as you walk into the movie theater, that is the first smell that hits you. Yeah, that's, as soon as no, you, that's, that's part as, of the experience, as as you no walk, question. It's part of the experience. I don't think you'll have that same experience of chocolate chip anywhere. I'm sticking with what I'm sticking with, but you guys definitely made me think. And this is a close one for me. This is this is a tough one for me, man, honestly. But I, I just I can't give up the cookies. Chocolate chip cookies, like, oh, my God, freshly baked? Like, come on, man. Like It's good. It's good. And I told you I don't want to live in a world without chocolate chip cookies. But if I had to choose, I guess cookies had to go in this case. Okay, so uh, where are we going next, Sham? So we are going to move on to the the chip versus pizza um, matchup. It is a number one-seeded barbecue chip versus the number one-seeded pepperoni pizza yeah i'm, I'm gonna jump in right there uh, i'm going to jump in and and get this one started this is absurd that that this is this chip matchup is it's not even a fair it's not even fair honestly like i'm so i'm so quick like this one is no-brainer guys we're rocking with the pepperoni pizza who wants to eat chips over over pizza that person i don't want to be friends with that person i don't want anything to do with that person I am going the pepperoni pizza, Vince. I feel like this one is a easy. This is a sixty-point win. This is a blowout. Yeah, when you look at the final four, you look, you do look at why is chips here? Why, well, Man, how you guys for real. Here? You guys yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty easy. Pepperoni pizza by far. Yeah, I'm gonna make that a clean sweep. I don't know what chips are. Why, why barbecue chips are there? Um, they might be a good team, but it's just one of those teams that like hot, like this kind of stumbled into the championship round. So yeah, it's it's very interesting. But glad they're out finally. Um, so now we're gonna crown a champion finally. Finally, um, it is going to be the number two seated popcorn versus the number one seated pepperoni this pizza. Is a big and I want no, this is a big deal, right? Yeah, it's, here, a, it's man. a big deal. But and and I want Vince to break the tie, so I want Keith to okay. go first. Okay, I am going to go uh, with the pepperoni pizza. I'm going to go with the pepperoni pizza because pizza. I mean, it's one of the it's one of the best go to meals. Um, yeah, I'm going to rock with the pepperoni pizza here, guys. I am going to make it a 1-1 so Vince breaks the tie. Um, I'm going to go with the popcorn. And the whole reason is because this this bracket is called March snackness, not March mealness. And I think pepperoni pizza is more of a meal than it is a snack. Nobody, you know, if they're feeling hungry at like 3 p.m., uh, in the afternoon, goes and reaches for a pepperoni pizza. They want to pop some popcorn and sit in front of the TV. They don't want to, you know, order a pizza and only have one or two slices of it. It's, it's more of a meal. It doesn't. It shouldn't. It doesn't belong in this tournament. Um, and the popcorn honestly can be made in so many different flavors, varieties: caramel popcorn, cheese popcorn. Uh, I've had an Old Bay seasoned popcorn before. We pepperoni pizza. That. It's one flavor. You can't really change it. So popcorn. More versatile. It's the champion for me. And for me to break the tie, I'm going to go back to the argument Shams used uh, when talking about popcorn earlier. You could have a, uh, as I said earlier, a Korean uh, beef, a sriracha, goat cheese pizza. You could have a sausage pizza. You could have a Hawaiian pizza. You could have a barbecue chicken pizza. There's nothing that replaces popcorn for the movie-going experience. Uh, for the snack experience, popcorn is such a versatile snack. That's a shock. That's a shocker. I'm I'm honestly surprised. I I 
I thought Vince was going to be with me on the pizza on this one. That was no. It's funny though. Like 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 what I read. Probably it's one of the goofiest things. I guess. I guess the popcorn utility makes it beat the pizza's probably superior taste. You get what I'm saying? That's kind yeah. of odd. That way. absolutely. And it's 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 all based on mood. If you're in the mood for something sweeter, you can reach for a a caramel covered popcorn. That exactly. tastes fantastic, especially from Garrett's in Chicago. Tastes amazing, um, but you can't reach for a sweet version of a pepperoni pizza. Congratulations to Popcorn, our champion of March Snackness. That is our 2019 March Snackness champion. There's nothing else to look forward to. This is it. This is we've peaked. I feel like as far as bits go, March Snackness is definitely our peak. We've peaked at this point, so we'll probably struggle to come up with anything this good. But I just wanted to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Smart Pop. Um, use promo code POP um, to save 5% off your next purchase. What's Smart Pop? Our sponsor, Vince. Our sponsor. You have a sponsor? Two gods and a goose. Wait, uh, a goose? Is this right? This is the Two Gods and a Goose Show. All right, you know how we end each and every show. It is my dad's favorite segment. It is called Ask Sham. Hashtag Ask Sham on social media. Sham, are you ready? You're standing up. You did your push-ups. Are you ready to rock with this? Let's f***ing do it. Yes, ma'am. It's time for Ask Sham. Question number one. How much joy did D'Angelo Russell take in eliminating the Los Angeles Lakers from the playoffs. D'Angelo Russell getting revenge on the team that gave up on him and eliminating them from the playoffs while the Brooklyn Nets make the playoffs. Best story in the NBA thus far. Does Avengers Endgame break the highest grossing film record of $2.7 billion worldwide? They absolutely destroy that record. Who holds it? Harry Potter's dumbass? Avengers Endgame is much better than that stupid show. I love Harry Potter. Sham, what is a Hoya? Not a champion. Who do you trust more, Jim Beheim driving a car or Lonzo Ball at the free throw line? I trust a chimpanzee driving a car. What is your bracket for GOAT sports commercial, Sham? The best commercial of all time is the one where the little kid slaps the dad. Uh, it's the Doritos commercial. That's the best one. There's no bracket. There's no competition. Uh, who wins in an all-star team of DC characters against Marvel characters in a game of 21 in basketball using NCAA rules? It doesn't matter because in NCAA rules, no one's getting paid. Uh, our good man Hal on Twitter asked a great question. Will they kill Thanos by having Ant-Man fly into his asshole and then expanding, thus exploding him from the inside? I had a similar situation. I had some really good Asian food on Monday, and... I felt the same way. Uh, thoughts on the girl Captain Marvel, Sham? I have never seen that movie. Our good friend Laz, who low-key hates this podcast and I don't think cares for me either, uh, sent in a question, which was a shocker. Uh, what is your Apex Legend champion of choice, Sham? I'm more of a Fortnite guy. Um, I don't know what Apex really is, uh, but the fact that Laz asked and he's not a fan of the show means I'm not going to answer it. Better 30 for 30, Trojan War about USC's utter dominance of college football in the early and mid-2000s, or the U about Miami's cheating with Nevin Shapiro? Uh, how many rings does USC have? and how many rings does the U have? The U is much better. They have the most first-round picks of all time. The U, even though we cheated with Nevin Shapiro, are still the team to beat and the team to look up to in college football. But the NCAA doesn't pay anybody and football is a dying sport. Hashtag the U is back, baby. Manny Diaz. Uh, that is Ask Sham. It is hashtag Ask Sham on Twitter. Uh, that is the episode this week. I hope everyone enjoyed the March Snack This. Thank you, Vince Ellis. Sham, how did you feel about today's show? Uh, top 10 in season two for sure.